2: everybody, 10.09 WTIC News Talk, 10.80, Will Marotti Show. Will Maraudi, your host, Joey Burgoyne, the legendary Joey Burgoyne, in the box today, in the booth. And we are not, uh, well, we're not at home. We're, well, I am. I'm back home again in Indiana. I'm so excited. We are broadcasting today from the home of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Speedway, Indiana. We are in a very historic house. It's a home where uh, legendary racing family Vukoviches stayed and uh, bill vukovic won the 500 twice and uh probably his last night on earth was spent here uh before he died uh, the following day in 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 the classic 500 mile race and so uh i'm trying to educate you guys on on motorsports you know how much i love motorsports and what we do and uh, joining us now is a good friend uh, uh chuck Lessic. is the uh are you the lead chaplain is that is that no
3: i'm just a chaplain uh, there's actually okay. two of us
2: chaplain at, yeah. the, at something called indycar ministries but like all of us in motorsports, we do a couple of different things. He also has an amazing graphics design company. I say it's amazing because they did all the graphics on our show car, the Spirit of Speedway show car. And uh, Chuck, welcome to the show. Thanks, Will. Good to be here. Yeah. So, uh, not not a lifelong resident here. Moved here. Fairly recently, right? Yep, thirteen years ago, we moved from uh,
3: Northern Illinois. Actually, Mm -hmm. uh, came down as part of uh, Bellardi Auto Racing when that all got started for Indy Lights. Uh, Brian Bellardi and
2: Lights team, sure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: before that. we owned a business up in Northern Illinois, like we do, and, and racing was a part time thing. I was a fly in mechanic. I was a former uh, USF 2000 driver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might say it was more of a hobby, but mm-hmm. Brian offered us the opportunity to move down here uh, and work full time in racing. So uh, I was, you know, in my mid 40s. Time to change it up a bit. Yeah. So I decided yeah. to give it
2: a shot. How long have you had Zat Z A T Zat Graphics?
3: Uh, Zat Graphics actually been around since uh, 2003. Uh, we started basically to service uh, our other businesses, basically mm-hmm. do apparel and stuff for our own purposes. Um, but officially, uh, I would say we, you know, we started seriously down here in 2015 mm-hmm. and uh, been on quite a journey god-led journey i will yeah yeah Uh, we started off in brian Bellardi's loft uh, doing Mm -hmm. graphics there and uh, now we have our own uh, 2400 square foot shop employs three of us full time and allows me to do part-time ministry go to i go to every indycar race usually except one each season Uh, i believe in living the life of the people i serve because Mm -hmm. if i don't understand you how can i minister to you yeah so it gets quite tough at times. Uh, month of May is extremely difficult.
2: But. IndyCar has always had a, a spiritual component in that way, right? There's always been chaplains on duty. I mean, mm-hmm. it's dangerous. We saw, sure. we saw yesterday how dangerous it is, right? 100%. Yep. And back in the day, you know, I remember when I was a kid, it seemed like every year there was at least one driver killed, either in practice qualifying or the race itself. And so these guys accept the risk. They know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. They also know maybe way back in the back of their minds that strapping in could be the last time for them there's Mm -hmm. no guarantee even now as safe as the cars have been we saw this yesterday with a tremendous accident out here and and stefan wilson the driver who had Mm -hmm. qualified for the race injured his back cracked his back and and then he's out of the race and Mm -hmm. that was a tremendous tremendous accident So you guys get to be here, and and you're one of the chaplains, and Mm -hmm. I I see what you do. You you, kind of just walk back and forth, pray with people when you can. Uh, Do you pray with all the drivers? How does that work?
3: Uh, We offer all the drivers' prayer, not only in the IndyCar series, but in uh – indy lights mm-hmm. and then all the f2000 championship okay. series as well uh, so on a race weekend i mean there's 150 drivers maybe at any given time that we're offering prayer to mm-hmm. um obviously it's not forced we just right. say hey would you like to pray before you go out there by the time they get to indycar we know who who wants to pray who sure, doesn't sure and I, I always say it's like any other community you've got twenty uh, 20 that are really into their faith you got 20 percent that want nothing to do with it and the rest lie somewhere in the middle yeah, you know so yeah. we do
2: pray with you know probably about 80 percent. so i'm not looking for names yep but have you had in your experience what, eight years with the car ministry yeah, this is the eighth season okay. yeah in your experience have you had a driver yet that when you first got there was not in, interested in prayer and since then has become interested in prayer Yes or no? I just, I don't want to name. Uh, yeah,
3: I I would say there's been more than one, Okay. Um, but I'll also say whether they pray with you or not is a, not a good metric of how, right, right, how right, much no, of a believer right. they are, because, sure. uh, there's times, you know, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, it was a couple of years ago when the, the junior series driver got killed. I think it was over at spa.
2: Yes. All yes. of a
3: sudden we, we had an increase in people that wanted to pray before sure, they went. Sure. But then, you know, when, Oh, I look at God as my genie and he didn't come through <laughs> for me a few races later. No, I don't exactly. want to pray anymore.
2: Well, it was know. just like that when the NFL player, yeah. uh, Darren, uh, I can't remember his last name, uh, died on the field. Yeah. I mean, everybody, the world was praying for him, right? right? I mean, you had right. NFL players who were typically kneeling right. during the national anthem. We're now kneeling to pray to God. Right. So You know it was like that 9-11 you know churches saw a huge increase in attendance for about three months and once the comfort level came back just like the tide rolled out so did they out of the church that's our
3: humanity that's our pride that's that's, all that that's how it it all works and and race drivers are people too so
2: your family has to be very supportive you travel a lot you're all over the place yes um, what do you like the most about it? What, what do you like about being a chaplain for the IndyCar Series?
3: Uh, it's the people. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, I've been around racing in enough positions long enough mm-hmm. that I – I can look past the cars. I can look past the superstars. I can look past all. You're not that.
2: starstruck anymore. Not <laughs> even
3: close. I mean, I, I would say if I'm anything, I'm closer to jaded on the whole thing. You know, I see it for what it is. But that allows me to relate to this community at a different level. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. we don't come up and and ask them
2: for anything. We're mm-hmm. there to serve. We're there to support. Yeah, and and that and that is um that's the thing I love so much about you guys just being available just being present Mm -hmm. and uh and then you have days like you know i remember back in pocono i think it was 2015 stefan wilson's brother justin was killed we were there we saw it happen Mm um boy those are times that people really you know consider deeper issues of life and Mm -hmm. and unfortunately death and what happens after and so so you guys uh you know, I'm a pastor, so I I walk yeah, yeah. I walk through that a lot with people, highs yeah. and lows, you know, the mountaintops tops yeah. and the valleys.
3: Yep. I mean I I remember uh um when Sebastian Bourday here oh, gosh, or, yeah. or Robert Wickens, all that, all of a sudden I mean you're literally people are coming up to you to pray right in pit lane, right, right there, right now. Right. Um and that's what they're there for, to to support and encourage. And, you
2: know? <laughs> it's too bad though, Chuck. I mean we're we're grateful people want to pray, right? But it's too bad it takes tragedy or crisis to get people to look up, right? I mean, why why don't we do that every day, right? Why don't we? I mean, you and I do. We pray every day, right? I pray, I open the show and pray every day. Um But sometimes it takes that that failure, that loss, that tragedy, that the, the brokenness before people, you know, recognize maybe maybe I should be asking God for help
3: yeah but i I will say that that we i mean we do see like god uses all things for the good and we see that tragedy frequently turn into somebody who gets more serious about their faith and i mean with us it's a it's an ongoing walk with this community relationships are the biggest thing we do whether you're whether you're a believer or not Mm -hmm. we want to walk with you through life and and just help you get there and we do these winter circles at a few of the shops um every week it's basically a group where we get together and we talk through life go through the bible and say how can we apply this that's, that's what so it's good. all about is living it out
2: I that's mean. so good well i gotta say i'm so grateful to you guys uh yeah thank you you know we were between a rock and a hard place we had to get the car done yeah. paint was done came out beautiful but we could not find the right graphics yeah. company and I, I as i hate to say it as almost desperation i called yeah. you and said is there any way mm-hmm. and you and you did a spectacle. i mean the car thank is you. beautiful people love it thank and you, you just did the Dario Franchitti worky car. It looks yeah. awesome. I I'll like see that it tonight. One a lot. That one came that, out great. You, so you guys yeah. do a great job, and I'm so thank grateful you. and so grateful for you and the work that you guys do with IndyCar Ministry and uh, and, and it's there wonderful. too. We
3: use our business as a ministry. Hmm. Uh, we we don't advertise. You said yeah, you came to yeah. us, and we believe God brings people to us who are supposed to be there. And and thank God, He's grown our business over the yeah. last seven years, and uh, we're actually going nuts, really busy. It's fantastic. Well,
2: we're grateful now that we don't ever have to look for another uh graphics (laughs) company again to do our logos (laughs) (laughs) hey uh chuck thank you so much uh
3: yeah can i plug our website oh yeah please do yeah yeah. if if anybody wants information about the ministry it's indycar ministry.org um we're on youtube facebook all that kind of stuff we actually do uh, every Wednesday morning, we do a little uh, five-minute devotional okay. on uh, YouTube. It's called Wednesday Wisdom. If you want to search for cool. it, um, and we're currently this month, we're doing. It's called the Month of Ministry, Month of May. Uh, we're giving away a free T-shirt if you uh, subscribe for support every month of twenty-five dollars
2: or more. Cool. So cool. All right. Again, thank you so awesome. much. Thank you. Will. Appreciate having a, being the guest and uh, have a great weekend and. We're always praying for the safety for the drivers and the crews, and, and you guys will be out there doing it firsthand. Thank you so much. Appreciate
3: you and our friendship. Man. God
2: bless you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, guys, take a break. We'll be right back.
1: Listen to The Will Marotti Show on the Free Odyssey app. Download and like WTIC and follow Will Marotti today.
2: All right, welcome back. 1023, WTIC News Talk. 10. Hey, we're uh, Speedway, Indiana. We are here. Uh, we are literally in the shadow of the world's greatest racetrack, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, at a very historic house where a racing family stayed for years. Uh, Bill Vukovich won the Indianapolis 500 two times, and the following year uh, was killed tragically, and probably his last night was spent in this house, right? We also have racing royalty here in the house. Uh, Johnny Parsons won the 1950 Indianapolis 500, and his daughter is here with us. And I have to say, uh, Patricia and Eggles have become uh, incredibly close friends over the years. They live in Connecticut and that's how we met. And I uh, had no idea we had an Indy 500 winner family member living in Connecticut. Patty, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you, thank you for having me.
2: So you obviously were a kid and and all of that went wrong when your, when your dad won. Of course your your brother ended up racing and he raced in what johnny raced in 12 indianapolis 12, 500s yes, yes. and and johnny is johnny three or no, not johnny three uh, yeah, JP three. it nephew, is jp3 yes. okay he raced as well he he, right?
4: ra- he raced sprint cars in the north uh he never ran here at the speedway. okay
2: and then your 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 nephew uh jimmy Yes, Jimmy He's going to be doing a live. He's an artist. He didn't. Yes. He didn't go into racing, but he's into motorsports artwork. Yes. and he'll be doing a live uh, painting at our at our team party tonight, which yes, is very exciting. exciting. We're auctioning it for I'm charity. To that. Tell us what it's like to be the daughter of an Indy 500 mile champion. Well,
4: um, it's it's exciting. It opens opportunities to come to the Speedway every year, and we get to spend time with our friends that um, are also from racing. That we grew up together, and uh, there's Linda Hallibrand. Her father was Ted Hallibrand, and uh, he
2: made racing wheels. Yes, right, like, very famous, right? Hallibrand knockoffs. knockoffs, right? Yes,
4: the knockoffs. And Toddie Rutman, her father, <laughs> Troy, Troy Rutman, he won 1950.
2: Still the youngest driver to win the 500. Yes, yes, yes. It was what 20? I think it was 21. 21 when he won the 500 that record yet to be broken all these yes. years later. Yes. Is it really like a fraternity? All, you, all of you, you know, Eddie Sachs, we see around here. His dad was killed here tragically. Yes. Um, is it really like a fraternity of you guys? You guys hang out together. All of you who, who, whose dads were famous because they won the greatest race in the world. Does it feel that way? Is it kind of a...
4: It's like a family reunion. Yeah. The, just yesterday, we were in um, Dawson's down the street. Yeah. Roger Ward Jr. was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Linda Hallibrand came. Uh, Linda Beckley, her brother Pat Beckley, and Susie Bettenhausen Mm -hmm. was there. So it's like a little reunion. Bettenhausen family. family. Yes, every year we all get together.
2: And there's a group uh, in, in, particularly in Indianapolis specifically, there's a group called the Old Timers.
4: Oh, yes. I'm an old timer.
2: You're an old timer. I wasn't going to say that. You I did. But, but I'm you're, proud to be an old timer. Eggles is in the group. He's an old timer. <laughs> um, talk to us about the Old Timers Club.
4: I have my red hat.
2: Red hat. This is Old Timers yes. on it. Yes. This is
4: Old Timers. has the logo on it. It has my name embroidered. Um, if you're associated with the Speedway for 20 years, then you're eligible to apply and you need to have a sponsor to get you in and they have to approve of you and you pass the inspection and you're in. Mm-hmm. And, after, and you get your red hat. Mm-hmm. And then after 20 years of having your red hat, you graduate to your gold or yellow hat. So that's 20 years and 20 years. And then another 20 years, you get your white
2: hat. Oh, if you get a white hat, you know yes. you've been around. You are an old timer <laughs> if you get the white hat. And I think you're wearing some some 500 jewelry. Are Are you not? Isn't that?
4: This is from the 1949 uh, national championship. My father won the championship in 1949. The
2: beautiful gold pennant. He, yeah, it's his so rookie, so nice. His wow.
4: rookie season. Yeah. The AAA used to sanction the
2: races. AAA Auto Club. Yes, the yeah. Auto
4: Club. They, they sanctioned the races from the teens up until, I believe, 1955, 56. And they decided they were going to pull out of uh, competition racing. And they gave the racers... Uh, a year to get themselves together and form their own organization and that was the birth of USAC United States Auto Club
2: where we just had our book lunch party yes, last Friday yeah Friday. so you've got brothers you have sisters as well my sister, right. sister? joan yes mm-hmm.
4: she she is uh, here in Indi- in Speedway she she lives in Scienceville which here. is north of not Indiana, too far from here bit, yeah. yeah one of the suburbs she and her husband Jim Boyles, they live here full time Very active, very active in the racing community, uh, very supportive of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum and Hall of Fame as we are.
2: So we've got about 30 seconds left. What is the best thing about being the daughter of an Indy 500 champion?
4: Oh, my, the best thing. I think it's the the camaraderie with other racing families, I feel. Good. For me, because I really look forward to seeing everybody when we come back.
2: So re- really, is reunion time.
4: It is. It's yeah. like a family. It yeah. is a family. It's not like a family. It is a family.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, you guys, I love you guys. Your friendship means so much to me. Eggles has been our, our host this morning, bringing all our guests in and getting them queued up in the green room. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll have a great weekend together. we got our party tonight. And yes. There's a dinner, the hall, uh, the old-timers dinner on, on Thursday downtown. And, yes there's so many good things going on so it's wonderful and uh thank you again for being on the show thanks for appreciate having it me so Will, much. i appreciate it all right guys we we'll gonna take a break for the news we'll be back with a four-time indy 500 veteran indy card driver All right, welcome back. 1039 WTIC News Talk 1080. Wilmarati Wilmarati Show. We are in Speedway, Indiana. Where, what is Speedway, Indiana? Speedway, Indiana is the home of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, and um, and I never thought we'd be here. I mean, I've done a lot of remotes in my day, and i just so grateful that the uh, station said yes to let me do this. and Because and, I love this so much. You know, guys know I'm crazy about motorsports, and, and I just love it so much. And I want to welcome all the folks in Indiana listening you guys are so vital to the pro. I mean, everybody, all states are vital. I'm not trying to single Indiana, but you know, I do feel like this is my second home. And so when I get off the plane, I start singing the song Back Home Again in Indiana, which is kind of weird. I'm just weird that way. Joining us now, I'm very honored to have a, an actual driver driven in four Indianapolis 500s, has a wealth of experience. And uh want to welcome Ed Jones to the show. Ed, welcome.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's yeah. so a pleasure to be here. And, um, you know, a great month so far. Mm-hmm. We've been, been at the track a few times and really looking forward to a exciting race coming up.
2: As you can tell by his accent, he's from Boston. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Texas, actually. Texas. <laughs> you, uh, you actually live in Dubai, uh, which is an amazing place. I mean, th- that has grown you know exponentially yeah. you know, over the years. I mean... I don't, and, and they don't really have oil there, right? That's not oil growth, right? Well, actually, not anymore.
5: Um, so I, w- I was born and raised in Dubai. Okay. Uh, went to school there. Um, went to an English school, obviously. Your parents H- are from Hintzy. the UK. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but, f- you know, for the last few years since I've been racing in the States, when I first moved to the States in 2015 for Indy Lights, um, I was based in Miami for the first four or five years. And then the last two years I've been in Dallas. So I uh, moved a little bit. But, um, you know, embrace when I, while it's season, racing season, I embrace the being over in America and, mm. um, and I love it here.
2: Yeah. So you've got quite an experience. You, when uh, in, in Europe, they have formulas and of course, everybody knows about formula one because of the series here, but they also have formula two, formula three, you actually won a formula three championship. Yeah. European correct? formula three championship.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, and going from there, you know, it's, it's always hard most sports are so complex and once you get behind behind the doors, and there's a lot of funding that's needed, and I didn't have the funding to go into F2, um, and coincidentally, at that after I won the championship, I actually broke my back. So. Um, oh, you're kidding me! Just, actually, I fractured T12 vertebrae, Steph- which is Wilson what's fractured yeah. T12 oh as my well. Gosh. So wow. I know what it's like. I know it's frustrating. I actually. Um, How long a recovery was that for you? Well. It was lo- much longer than before I got in the car. I actually had three epidural injections um, to try and get me back in the car as quickly as possible. And cheating, um, <laughs> and, and it wasn't the smartest. It wasn't the smartest yeah. idea. Um, but you know, I was—I was probably nine. I think I was nineteen at the time, and you're so eager to get back in the car. And it, it was the first time that I was in a position where I couldn't race. Right. Um, you know, I'd been racing since, since I was four years old. Oh, my gosh. And it was the first time where, because of the injury, I couldn't do anything, and it was the worst feeling in the world. And I did anything I could to get back quicker. And as I said, in hindsight, I probably should have waited a bit longer. But my first race back was actually in Spa in Belgium, and oh. I won back you in You wouldn't worry. Okay, well. <laughs> um, but then I had to have time off again because then the pain yeah. came back. Yeah. So it, it doesn't it isn't as long. And, you know, um, prayers and hopes with Stefan, he will recover fully from that. What you,
2: if if he does it the right way or or the
5: yeah it's not too bad you know to be honest the fracture obviously everyone's different it depends how extreme it is um and that heals over time by itself i think probably you know six, a few months it's Two actually months. pretty stable um my more bigger problem was a disc problem between l4 and l5 so that's what caused more pain in the long term but he should, be, he should be good to go in a few
2: months' time. So yesterday was the final regular day of practice. There's one more practice session this Friday. It's called Carb Day, when they had carburetors, which is, hasn't happened in probably since the 60s that they've yeah. had carburetors. Uh, and yesterday was practice day. And, and you know, uh, everybody's going pretty good. Will Power, I think, topped the speed charts yesterday. But yesterday was a horrible, horrific crash, the yeah. first and only crash of the month was yesterday when two cars collided, and and the one driver, you know, you have to feel bad because he was a passenger. He had nothing to do with it. He was an innocent bystander. He got rear ended and, and catapulted literally head first into the wall, 200 miles an hour, about, Probably, and so broke injured his back. And and, and, and unfortunately will not be able to make the race on Sunday, which is heartbreaking. But the guy who was bumped out Sunday, Graham Graham. Rahal, has worked to deal with that team and Graham Rahal will be driving a backup car uh, this Sunday so you know uh, bad for for Stefan Wilson but uh, a, a second chance yeah. for for Graham yeah, Rahal
5: and, and as you said you know yes it was the last proper practice they still have carb down Friday but you could see as soon as they went out yesterday I was there at the track that the characteristics of everyone has cha- had changed you know qualifying was over You know, in practice before there was some race runs and things but yesterday was the first day where everyone was you know really going all out and it's a lot more hectic and there's always something more brewing there that's where things get serious and people are you know trying the hardest to make sure the race car's as good as possible and these incidents happen so it's, it's a real shame um but you say it's a it's a great opportunity for graham and um you know he's in a Extremely fortunate position probably more fortunate than most any other drivers, yeah, Where yeah. you know through his family and sure He's gonna have an opportunity no matter what and you know people, you know envy that situation
2: So 2017 your first Indy 500. What yep. was
5: it like? It was crazy and um, You know he said that was my best result. I finished third. Third. It was one of those things where Looking back that I was so naive about yep. the whole situation. You know first time for things you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of ways experience helps, but in a lot of other situations, not being naive helps right, as well yeah. because you don't know. You, I'd never had a crash at the speedway. I'd never, you know, I didn't know what was on the other side in, in certain ways. And I think that was also a blessing mm-hmm. <laughs> in some, right, some right. kind of um, respect. You don't know that I just, the car was so good. I was so fortunate. I was with the Dale Coyne crew at the time. My race engineer was Michael Cannon. Who's actually gonna fight this year with right. Santino Frucci, Santino, and they, they look amazing yeah. as well.
2: Yeah. Um engineer makes a big difference. It really I does. I right? you know,
5: in Indy, for me it's ninety five percent engineer and the car. Yeah. If you have a good car and engineer, you're gonna be fast.
2: And the driver has to be able to effectively communicate yeah. with the engineer. It,
5: they do, but I can't overstate how much it's about mm-hmm. the team. Yeah. Um, you know, you can no matter how good a driver you are there's only so much you can do and you know i've been to speedway years where like 2017 i wanted to every practice session as much as i can Mm -hmm. and it was just so much fun Mm -hmm. then there's been years where you go and you're like i'm not you're not so keen on practice because you feel like every corner you're holding on for for your life hanging on Um, how is
2: that like i mean driving these guys are now turning speeds uh into into the x into the 35 miles an hour 240 into some of the corners right 233 234 average speed around a two and a half mile track that isn't isn't high banked like daytona or tell this is relatively a flat track surface so i mean what does that feel like driving around corners at 225 230 miles an hour what's that feel like
5: i would say the best explanation is the first ever oval i did really coming from europe in f3 at the time you know, I, looked the, I was com- making the decision to come to the States, do Indy Lights, and I thought, you know, like, what? I didn't get this oval situation. It looked so easy. <laughs> like, uh, it can't be that hard. <laughs> right. And I remember the first test, okay, it wasn't Indianapolis. Yeah. It was actually at Homestead, in Indy Lights car. Florida. In Florida. And after the first few laps, I am like, what have I got myself into? Oh, no. It just, it just, you know, you just can't understand, you know, with you know the concrete walls around you going so fast think the cars are moving underneath you. It's completely different and what made me fall in love with IndyCar the most. and You know, thank, thank God for all the, the safety improvements in, yeah. in all motorsport yeah. categories over the last few years. But as a result of that, you never feel scared in a race car anymore. Or not scared, but you know, have that, you know, ca- there's frightening parts of it. Except when you're racing ovals, you're doing Indy 500 qualifying. You have that every time you go right. out there and that's what i love about it. that's what makes it so special and makes you want to come back for more and makes it even more <laughs> rewarding every time
2: you get it right well they say there's two things about indianapolis number one it's not a question of if you'll hit the wall it's a question of when you'll hit the wall yeah. and number two there's no such thing as a small crash in indy yeah i mean even even what we we could perceive as a as a gentle i mean can be can be devastating and yeah. you're going that quickly yeah the velocity exactly. is just insane. Um,
5: but again you know to be quick as well here you, you have to you know forget about all that stuff mm. and then, um you know as i said the first few laps around indian in indycar it is far fu- it c- feels crazy fast but you become numb to that to it, right come numb to that and everything feels slow you know everything just when you're comfortable with a car and that's when you're, you're driving at your best and um that's what's you know, crazy the sensation of that, and how you know after you know a few days of practice, it doesn't feel fast anymore. So,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've done you've done four or five hundred. Yeah. Your best finish has been third. Yeah. Your best qualifying you fin- you qualified fourth, fourth was yeah, the yeah. inside of row two, two yeah. where. Isn't Santino starting? That is yeah. exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Santino, our, our great Connecticut's own Santino Ferrucci, starting in fourth place, where you start. Yeah. What's the advantage of starting in the front part of the field as opposed to mid or, or rear part? Like yeah, Graham yeah. will be starting in last place. I think that's the rule, right? Because I the entry's so, yeah. been pulled. What's the interesting starting in fourth place and twenty fourth place? It's you can't
5: emphasize enough the difference. You know, just in the sense that, you know, I remember my first year, 2018 was the first year side at the back, was 28th. And you come through turn one and two, and it's okay, everyone's taking a bit, you know, half the field's taking it, not easy, but, you know, speed's a bit down. But then you get into turn three, and you lift off the throttle to get into the corner, and the car keeps accelerating, because all the cars in front have broken up the, the, you know, the down taking all the downforce off your car. And it's just the weirdest sensation it's so uncomfortable, mm. but you have to be comfortable with being really uncomfortable enough, all the right. time because you gotta remember, no one's feeling comfortable out there. Right. It, no right. one feels like they have a good car at that point in the race.
2: I mean, does it, does it feel like it sometimes like, does it feel like you could lose control? Yeah, no, of course. At, at, of at course. a moment?
5: It does and it's very, if you're starting at the back, it's very important mentally to understand the situation in those first, in that first few laps. Because there's so much, um, you know, disorientated air messing up the handling of the car. That if you, you can get your, your brain can tell you that there's something wrong with the car. <laughs> or the car's got way too much oversteer, understeer. But you just have to be okay with, you know, s- surviving those first few laps and then settle into the race. So explain and, that for the field. folks
2: that know nothing about, w- explain the difference between understeer and oversteer.
5: Yeah, so understeer is when you turn the wheel and you feel like you're going straight it straight won't turn. on. The car front won't end turn. won't turn. Right. And you're gonna hit the wall with the front of the car, basically. Right. Oversteers when you turn and the rear swaps ends immediately and you feel like you're going backwards and slow wall yeah. right. in a sense. Obviously, you know you don't want to get to that point. <laughs> right. But that's a sensation that's happening. So it's just controlling all of the Is
2: way. there, we're talking with Ed Jones, uh, championship race car driver, driven, driven to the Indianapolis uh, 500, five, four times, best finish a third, which is f- remarkable. Um, is there a market difference between driving the car at 200 miles an hour and 230 miles an hour? Do you, do you feel the huge. difference? It's, it's huge. huge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you've got to remember that. Again, t- when you're
5: doing 230 average, it's in qualifying specs. So, things are a bit different. You are trimmed out. Mm-hmm. You have the higher horsepower.
2: Trimmed out meaning... You
5: your take your downfall, aerodynamics, the downforce is off. You lessen the aerodynamics, yeah, dynamics, yeah, exactly. right? So that, okay. And you're usually, you're doing that in a single car lap. Right. You're not with other cars on track. Right. But, you know, in race specs, you're going to be doing around 220 miles an hour average. You know, 215 to 220. Um, and compare that to 200. The thing is, it, it handles so differently because... All the aer- aerodynamics are targeted for that window, two fifteen to two twenty, and if you're going a lot slower than that, all the balance of the car is all messed up. Right. Right. So actually, although you're going slower, it feels less comfortable. So it's it's a, it, again it's it's a psychological game as well. So the,
2: the cars have for for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the cars have wings like yeah. like airplane, and it's the reverse effect of an airplane. Airplanes have wings for lift. Indy cars have wings for downforce. Yeah. So if y- your front wings are very important, probably Indy more important than your rear wing, I'm going to guess, because the rear wing is so small in, in both uh, cases. But are, are yeah. they about, is the balance of that?
5: No, because again, although the, the wings can be smaller at the front to rear, Yeah. you're always targeting a certain COP or right. aero percentage, right. um, which calculates again, as we're talking about understeer and oversteer before, the, um, the percentage you're always aiming for Usually, regardless if it's, you know, on a qualifying run or race run, it might be a a little bit out, but it's pretty similar. So the wing, you know, rear and front are just as important as each other. Um, You can adjust the balance more of how the car feels. You do it more with the front wing during the race because it's easier to do. And you kind of... Leads rear wing because that's where you want your downforce level to be. So,
2: there's, there's adjustments inside the car. So, when you're driving the car, you can adjust certain things, yeah. uh, brake bias, you can adjust weight jacker, for yeah. instance, in the rear, sends either higher or lower suspension height yeah. on the right rear. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, when you're driving, are you doing a lot of those adjustments while you're driving?
5: Yeah. So, obviously, you can't adjust the wings. The wings right. are done wings are in the pit yeah. stops right. um, for indie brake balance. Hopefully, you don't really need to adjust that much, okay. although we have seen quite a few pit incidents over the last sure, few years, sure. um, which which is very difficult because one thing people don't realize is that when you're you know, going that fast and you're on full throttle for that much or not using the brake for that long of a period, the brake, um, brake discs or brake pads bump away from the discs right. a bit. Right, and therefore, when you first go to push a brake pedal, it's pretty long. There's no brakes, so you have right. to pump the puddle, pump the pedal. Right, and you know, again, a less experienced person could get like, caught oh, out by that.
2: I don't have any brakes here, um, so right. that's
5: one thing to watch out for. Um, the other thing, as you said, we can adjust in the car is the front and rear anti-roll bar. Right, so you can stiffen or soften um, the front or rear suspension of the car, um, and that's extremely important, especially when you're running from you know having no cars in front to having a car in front because yeah. if you're trying to overtake, you're going to lose downforce from the car in front and so you're going to rely more on mechanical grip, grip to do that. And so all these adjustments become really important because as a driver you can make a difference um, if the car's in, in a decent window. Um, and to add to that, you also have the weight jacket. So there's all different phases of the corner. You know, For example, if you want to adjust the beginning of the corner, you'll look at you <laughs> know adjusting the, the front uh, roll bar. If you're looking mid corner arc. You look at the weight jacker, and mid to exit, you do
2: more the rear bar. So there's
5: there's a few things you can do. So you really,
2: I mean, to be a driver of an indie car, you really have to kind of know what's going on. I mean, yeah, a, a normal person, a regular person, is not going to get an indie car and drive it and be safe <laughs> or drive it at speed, right? It, it just, it, you just can't do that, right? Hey, listen, we are we are out of time. We, uh, Thirty seconds left. Um, any predictions for Sunday?
5: I think. The McLarens have mm. the strongest car, but I think the best drivers are the Ganassi guys. Yeah, Ganassi and for me, tough. it's going to be and uh, Uppaloo. Okay. I think those are the two best guys right. in, in the sport at the moment. As I said, I think the McLaren cars are, are better, but we'll have to see.
2: Ed Jones, thank you. We, we are so grateful to be able to be working with you, and hopefully we will be working together in the 2024 Indianapolis 500. That's our goal. And I want to thank you very much for coming yeah, on today. No, thank you again, and and hopefully we can work something All right. out. Thanks a bunch, Ed. All right, guys, we'll take a break. Uh, Joey, can we come back for one minute? I'm done, guys. That's it. Uh, we're going to do a Between Brown Bagel Bagel giveaway right now. We're going to take the third caller. Joey's going to take the calls, 860-522-9842. Third call. Guys, uh, thanks so much. Love you. God bless you. See you soon.